stay up to date on the green and gold all off season. The green and gold fix podcast is brought to you by Potawatomi casino hotel, luxury stay, elite play unwind in sophisticated comfort, win big dine and experience the events in Milwaukee. Wow. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. There is no Julio on this roster, though, because the Packers must feel good about Alan Lazard and the wide receivers they have. All right, Jesse, this is your opportunity to redeem yourself. I got to ask you a little bit for your belief that you get to tell people how to celebrate their birthdays. But you actually, unlike Tausch, who subscribes to the State Journal but doesn't seem to always read it. Uh, You read the Alan Lazard story from uh, Sunday morning. I read your Alan Lazard story, Jason, in the Wisconsin State Journal. Read it this morning. Uh, So Alan Lazard spent about 20 minutes with uh, myself and two other reporters in the locker room. And and I'll say this. he is he is confident that he can fill this role and confidence isn't everything but confidence is certainly part of it and uh, Randall Cobb compared him in one way to Jordy Nelson who was kind of an ascending player toward the end of the 2010 season and then had a huge breakout 2011 season when Randall was a rookie Uh, I'm not willing to go quite that far. Um, What Jordy Nelson did down the stretch and in the playoffs in 2010 was a little bit more than what Alan Lazar did down the stretch of the regular season last year, but his arrow was pointing up. There's no denying that his arrow was pointing up. Um, if If I am being honest, I still, even as much as I enjoyed our conversation and thought it made for a great story and thought he was very convincing, um, I'm still a little skeptical that he's a thousand yard receiver, that he's going to double his numbers from last year. If he did that, you're talking about 80 catches. You're talking about over a thousand yards. He also had eight touchdowns last year. So doubling those to 16 would certainly get my attention. But Jesse, after you read the piece, which thank you for doing that, um, are you, is your opinion of him any different than it was at the start of camp? Or are you, uh, were you a believer then and you're even more of a believer now? Or were you a skeptic then and you're less of a skeptic? Where do you stand on Alan Lazard? I actually, you can see, Jason, I'm wearing my uh, Milwaukee Brewers t-shirt today. There there was a mm. Brewers pitcher that came to mind when I read the Alan Lazard article. Kyle Loesch. Do you remember Kyle Loesch? I remember his name, and I think I have his bobblehead somewhere in my basement. He may have had a bobblehead at some point, yes. Uh, Kyle Loesch, he he was a starting pitcher for the Twins, went to the Cardinals. I believe he won a World Series there. And then the Brewers brought him in, and it was at a time where the Brewers' starting rotation was trying to elevate to be one of the elite rotations to try and pursue a playoff berth. And when Kyle Loesch comes in, and you try and make him the ace of a starting starting rotation, it's just that you're not in the right spot in the rotation. 
And if you're able to add a Zach Greinke on top of that, or if you're able to have CC Sabathia on top of that as your actual horse, your ace, and then Kyle Loesch is your two, that's a really good one-two combo. Kyle Loesch was an above-average two in a starting rotation. But in a, in a must-win Game 7 situation, who's the ace you want on the mound? You're playing the Cubs for a chance to win the division in the regular season. Kyle Loesch is not the guy that you want on the mound in that situation. Alan Lazard is not an ace. He's not a superstar wide receiver, and I don't think he will be. And there was a stat that stood out in your article, Jason, that really magnified that for me. That Devontae Adams, in one season last year, had better statistical numbers in receptions, yards, and touchdowns than Alan Lazard for a career so far. You can't expect a guy to make a jump that big to become the number one option for a Hall of Fame quarterback slinging the pill just on a, at the snap of your fingers. That's not how it works with rare exception, rare exception. I'm kind of in favor of this receiver by committee thing that it sounds like Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers are pushing where maybe that's a good thing, that you can be a little more of a chameleon offense like the Patriots have been for so many years where it's it's just all about matchups and you never know exactly what the game plan will be week to week based on the defense you're up against, which receiver, which tight end, which running back will get the, the majority of the attention. It won't always be Devontae Adams. It won't always be Donald Driver. But it, and maybe, you know, in baseball you have those openers that come out of the bullpen and it's by committee in a game seven and suddenly you bring in a starter in the fifth inning when you're in a jam and the starter works out of it and you get through it. That's a way that it works. And that might be the way it has to work in the receiving core for the Packers this year. That was my takeaway from your article in the Wisconsin State Journal. Well, Alan Lazard said a lot of things in there, but I think the one that um, I put in the headline when I filed my story was this. I want to go out there and prove to everyone what my value is and what my worth should be. So for folks like us who maybe have a level of skepticism about him, um, he, he does realize that he has a lot to prove. And while Aaron Rodgers has been very complimentary, and I think Aaron Rodgers looks forward to the opportunity of saying to us after the season, I told you my guy was going to be able to do this, right? Rodgers loves a good I told you so. And if Alan Lazard has a 1,000 yards and double-digit touchdowns and earns himself a big payday because he's playing on the last year of a deal, just like Devontae Adams did last year. Um, and I loved his line that, you know, I said, you guys are kind of in the same boat. And he said, yeah, um, he was in a yacht, and I'm in a smaller boat, kind of a flat bottom boat. Um, That's a but good still, line. He could make himself a ton of money. I mean, a ton of money with a big season, whether it's from the Packers or from someone else. So uh, I think he recognizes the opportunity, obviously. I think he recognizes the pressure and the expectation. And I do think he is wired in terms of his personality of being able to handle it. Whether or not he's good enough to actually put up those kind of numbers that I don't know. That I'm a little bit skeptical on. So frankly. here's the other thing that I was thinking about reading your article. A great article. I really enjoyed learning what Alan you Lazard is thinking. You don't have to butter me up, Jesse. You still are wrong about your wife's birthday. I feel like I do. Um, 
if Alan Lazard is going to be approaching this entire season and every you know, media personality, every reporter in the locker room seems to be wondering the same thing. Is he capable of being a number one? Isn't that kind of answering your own question going into the season? I feel like true number one wide receivers, you never have to ask, can that guy be a number one? No one ever asked, can T.O. be a number one wide receiver? Can Justin Jefferson be a number one for the Minnesota Vikings? Can D.K. Metcalf really take over as the number one option for Russell Wilson in Seattle? Like No one's ever really asked those questions of guys that you recognize as true number one wide receivers. And we're all wondering the same thing this offseason, and that's what brings me concern is if everyone's wondering it and no one besides really Rodgers is coming to say yes he can be a number one I guess I saw one tweet over the weekend of Lazard making a good catch against the 49ers that's a number one to me other than that I haven't seen anybody saying truly Alan Lazard is going to be a number one wide receiver option so I think part of the issue here as far as at least for Packers fans is that when you say that, we've never had a situation where you had to declare someone a one before you actually knew if they were. Like in 2011, the season where Jordy Nelson broke through, he led them in receiving yards with 1263. He led them in, touch, in touchdowns with 15, and he had one more catch than Greg Jennings. But going into that season after the Super Bowl, we thought Greg Jennings was still their number one receiver, right? Same with 17 when Devontae Adams clearly surpassed Jordy Nelson and became their number one receiver. Like there was a, a passing of the torch as opposed to this, which is Devontae left. He dropped the torch and left. Now we're wondering who's going to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole, a whole different thing. We're, we're going to keep talking about Alan Lazard. In fact, we're going to do a little take it to the bank with Alan Lazard, presented by Associated Bank. We'll do that next. It's Wilde and Tausch.